Hey everyone, welcome to the Pot Awareness Podcast and thanks for joining me. This podcast is specifically for about educating and raising awareness for animals and rescues and organizations across the United States and world. It really goes a long way towards this mission when our listeners rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and all of our other podcast platforms. Also, be sure to check us out on our official website at pawawareness.org and on social media at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at pawawareness underscore podcast. You can check us out for all of our latest bits and clips of our podcast, as well as pet of the week and pet of the month. If you're listening and involved with an animal rescue organization or have a story of your own that you want to share, reach out to us at info at pawawareness.org and we can get you on the podcast. Thanks for watching and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Paw Awareness Podcast. Today, I am fortunate to get to speak to Chris Roy, the founder and CEO of Duber, which is a combo of Uber and Airbnb for animals. So uh, really grateful to have you on and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pass it over to you and introduce yourself and the organization. Sure. Thanks, Chris. I'm really excited to be here with you. So I, as you said, I'm Chris Roy. I'm the, the creator and founder of Dubert. Um, Dubert.com, which is, as you said, it's software. It's designed to connect volunteers with rescues and shelters that need their help. So I like to describe it as kind of like a volunteer-based Airbnb and Uber for rescue animals because we support, we're the only platform that supports fostering, transport, case management. Like we support all the hard things uh, about taking care of animals. Yeah, and to kind of give us a better picture of can you walk us through kind of how this started and the problem you were seeing in the industry, just to kind of give us a better idea of what problems you guys are solving? And, and I'm excited to dive into that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like a lot of people, I didn't really know what I was doing when I kind of started. Um, I mean, so I got into rescue back in about 2008. Um, I'm a pilot is one of my other hobbies. And um, a friend of a friend said, hey, would you be willing to fly down to pick up these dogs. I, and they were looking to pick up dogs in Kentucky and bring them back to Milwaukee. And of course, I didn't know any of the reasons why, but I'm like, sweet, I get to go flying and play with dogs. Like, what else is there in life? Um, so of course, I agreed. And I didn't really realize this was a, a thing, like the transport was a thing. And slowly, my name started to get shared with other organizations. And all of a sudden, I was getting calls from literally people all over the country. I would get calls from California. And they're like, hey, can you fly down to Texas and pick up these dogs? I'm like, I live in Wisconsin. <laughs> Look at a map, right? It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and I kept saying, like, there's got to be a database. There has to be a place where I can go as a volunteer and say, listen, I'm willing to fly. Here's where I live. Here's the days I'm available. And here's how far I'm willing to go. And sadly enough, it didn't exist. And so I decided, well, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to create this. And when I originally was doing it, it was to solve the problem for pilots and as I got closer to launch, somebody said, hey, that's great, but could you also let drivers join? And I was like, all right, what's a driver and why do they need to join? Um, so it really was a, a learning experience for me, but um, we launched Dubert on uh, May 23rd of 2014. We launched with zero volunteers and zero organizations, the big goose egg, and um, continue to really try and build it out and promote it and all those things. So I'm proud to say now we support more than 5,000 organizations and 35,000 volunteers. 
Um, and it's continued, we've continued to build out the platform. So it supports transport, it supports fostering. So when people are, you know, caring for an animal um, and we support case management is our newest thing. Uh, we support fundraising and there's some new stuff that we're coming out here with uh, to support um, the, the idea of a pay it forward model, right? Where to me, one of the hardest things for rescues and shelters is to make any revenue, right? To be able to do their life-saving work. So I'm really excited that uh, we're launching a program called Dubert Forward, where we're going to sell all the stuff that Chewy and Petco and all those online retailers sell. So all your pet food, but the difference is we're going to allow you to designate a rescue or shelter to receive 5% uh, cash of your order. So if you spend a hundred bucks, we're going to pay them five bucks. Um, and we're going to let you pick which organization you want to benefit. And my idea is that, hey, listen, there's some people that want to help, but they, they just can't volunteer. They don't have a vehicle or maybe they don't have the house. Um, but this is a great way if they want to contribute and, and give back to animal welfare just by buying pet food and toys like they normally would. So that's really exciting. And I, I have to ask you too that, you know, I, I really don't talk to too many. I think you might, might be the second person who's ran a software that I've brought on. And but whether you're running a software or an animal rescue, I think what a lot of people battle is organizations is just the ability to kind of like, you know, you, you get good at one thing and then you move on to the next and you get good at one thing. And it seems like that you're really good at that. And so can you kind of talk about that and, and um, maybe like how many employees you have and uh, like, is this your like, just kind of go into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. So the crazy part is I still work a full-time day job. Um, wow. And so this wow. is my nights and weekends job. Um, I've got a team now. We've got almost 20 people um, that, you know, keep everything running and, um, you know, do the development and design and support as you know, I mean, there's just so much that goes in to something like this. And, you know, as you said, I, I started with transport and, I didn't really know why, because that's what I was doing. And what I realized really quickly was nobody was doing this. And, and to this day, Chris, nobody, no other system out there supports what we do. Like we literally have no competition. Um, there are certainly people can try and coordinate a transport via Facebook, but you know, the Dubert system, you know, for an organization, they can put in the from and the two, we plot it on Google Maps, break it into legs, automatically notify the right volunteers. So it's way more than just, you know, posting to Facebook that you need transport. So I started there and then I realized that, you know, before you could get to the transport, that was kind of like step three or four in the process. First, you had to have two organizations that wanted to work together. Well, how do they find each other? And I realized there wasn't any place that they could go to really find each other. So we built in kind of a partnership um, you know, module in there so they could find each other. Then we realized they couldn't you know, have a transport if they didn't know what animals they were sending. So we built in, you know, the animal profiles and the ability to share those profiles so they could see, you know, which animals the sender is able to send and the receiver is looking for. Um, and then from there, I realized that, okay, so a lot of times the animals are coming from a shelter, uh, oftentimes going to a rescue, but in order for a transport to work, you got to get the animal out of the shelter. Because, you know, particularly with volunteer-based transport, it's really hard to predict. 
So I realized we needed to pull the animals and put them in foster. So, so a lot of this really became the more I learned and the more I discussed and, and socialized with these organizations, the more we learned how to keep expanding the software um, outside the four walls of a shelter, outside the four walls of a rescue, you know, there's those complicated workflows and that's really where we specialize. So I like to say Dubert is like a set of technology tools for those really complicated things that, you know, you need to do to be successful in animal rescue. Yeah, that's, um, that's a great point. And, and that's really interesting too, the fact that you're kind of the only business in this niche. Um, but usually that means when you're the pioneer, there's probably going to be some, like, you're the one paving the way. So yeah. what are some obstacles that you encountered or are encountering um, that you're currently seeing, right? Like yeah. That. I mean, I would tell you the biggest obstacle still to this day, eight years later, is awareness, right? People don't know that Dubert exists. Uh, we still sign up um, anywhere between 10 and 15 new organizations every week. Uh, just, and wow. you know, they hear about us through the grapevine kind of thing. I've spent $0 on marketing. So wow. if somebody wanted to come <laughs> along and yeah, wow. give me some money for marketing, maybe we could do this faster. So that's, that's certainly a problem is helping them understand. Um, we've really focused a lot as of late on trying to simplify kind of the, the, the inner workings of the software to make it more intuitive and, you know, put help videos and text and things like that, because because of the complex workflows that we support, there's nothing else out there. So people don't have something to compare it to. Um, whereas if you look at, for example, shelter management software, there's literally over two dozen that I counted. Um, you know, the big ones, Shelter Love, Shelter Buddy, Shelter Manager, Pet Point, Chameleon, like you just, and those are like the top five. Um, there literally are more than two dozen of them out there. So all of those things do the same thing. So if you've used one, they all make logical sense. But because we don't have anything else out there that compares to Dubert, we find that that's hard, right? For people to understand where, like, what does it do? If, if you, I, my example that I always give people, Chris, is it's, it's like, you don't know how to add and I just gave you Excel, right? If you don't know how to do a transport, how are you gonna use an automated system that's going to manage your transport and communicate? So some of these workflows we found, we have to, kind of back up and educate people. How does a transport work? How does a volunteer-based transport work uh, for an organization? It's it's pretty clear as the volunteer, um, so, since there's two sides to do it, right? There's the volunteer side and there's the organizations. But um, for volunteers, it's pretty easy. They sign up, they fill out their profile of the ways they want to participate and system lets them know when something matches. But for the organizations, they're the ones that have to kind of generate that transaction, they're the ones that put in the transport request or the foster request. So we found that that's been kind of a hurdle as well, trying to educate them as to what this can do, right? When they've never seen anything, anything like it. So it's um it's a constant, it's a constant struggle, I would say, to try and continue to show them, teach them, particularly because, like you said, I'm always moving on to the next thing. I'm like, there's more problems that we need to solve. And trying to expand, you know, the use of the software because there's there's so many ways technology can can really enable people to save more animals. Yeah, that and that's I totally agree with you. And I'm I'm curious to know from your perspective if you know I feel like okay, you, you know, when you're 
on the kind of ground floor, so to speak, and you're volunteering in shelters or whatever aspect of that, it's, it's easy to kind of get that gratification of, you know, like, oh, I saved this animal. But this is kind of like the behind the scenes type thing where you're saving animals, but it's not on that forefront. Do you ever like, do people ever like let you know, like that this, that this, uh, you know, like, oh, like write you letters or like, uh, do you ever hear any stories or anything like that? And if, if not, yeah. it's like, does that, if not, does that, um, does that bother you? Do you need that kind of gratification to do what you do? I'm, I'm curious. That's a really good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. It is, I will say it is hard um, because, I mean, when I was doing transport myself, flying, right, I personally was involved in saving hundreds of animals over the years. And, you know, that's great. And it's very, as you said, it's very rewarding and fulfilling. And, you know, because you physically are hands-on with the animals and meeting the people and doing all that. Um, but I also knew there was a bigger purpose. And I'm proud to say that with the Dubert system, we've been a part of saving more than 15,000 animals. And it's as much as I wish I could be involved in these, because it is, there's, I, I got to tell you, there's nothing like doing an animal rescue and, and being a part of a transport and knowing that you're making a difference. These animals, they just know that something good is happening. They, they may not know why, they don't know where they're going, anything like that, but they just know. Um, so it is hard to be behind the scenes. Occasionally we do get, you know, an email or something from somebody. I really love looking at the rescue stories. So we have a, after you do a transport the system, will automatically email you to upload your stories and your photos. And we automatically turn those into blog posts. So I like going back through and, and seeing the smiles um, of the volunteers and the animals on their rescue, because, you know, it, just to know that something I've created is helping people to do that and to get involved and uh, be a part of this, that's, that's what warms my heart. So it is hard to be behind the scenes, but I, I wouldn't change it. That's awesome. Cause it's like you said, it's, there's so, there's some big problems and so many problems to solve. And you're kind of the one that's like the organization's like orchestrating it all. So that's, that's yeah. so cool. Um, and what are, you know, like, what's kind of your, what's next on your bucket list? You kind of mentioned, <laughs> you know, you got the, the, the shop, you know, opening up here, yep. but do, like, do you have like a, like a board of, of different things or what's that like? It, it would take me like walls in here to fill it up <laughs> with Chris, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the, the Jubert Ford is, is the newest thing. So I'm really excited about that. We're just getting going on that because, you know, my goal is to, try to help rescues and shelters to earn money. And, you know, to me, it's a very community-based thing. So if, if somebody lives in Milwaukee, right, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you want to give and support to a rescue or a shelter that's in your area, your community. And that's what we're doing that's very different and unique. There's a lot of, um, a lot of websites or a lot of, you know, pet food companies that say, we support rescues. Right, but they they don't allow you to specify where your funds are going, and I don't know about you, but I, I spend you know anywhere between fifty and hundred bucks a month on on pet food, right, for our cats. So to me, it's if I can buy in a way that I know my my buying is going to support an organization that I um, want to work with or support. I just think about the impact that people could have, right? If everybody's doing that. So I'm excited about that. Um, our case management module is something that we're really building out even more and adding more workflows. 
Um, you know, both with our foster module and our case management, we have two-way text messaging. So we assigned every organization their own phone number. So unlike a lot of people, a lot of platforms that'll say, oh yeah, we have text messaging, but it's it's one way. It's just like an alert. Um, you can actually text the people back, right? So they can text you and you can text them back. So we're going to continue to build out those capabilities um, to make it easier. We've already got things like rehoming built in and we want to build even more workflows and macros and automation. Um, those kinds of things is really where we want to go. And then um, some of the upcoming things on my you know, bucket list, if you will, um, been working a lot more with animal sanctuaries. So they've got some very specific needs. So I want to you know, further build out the software to support their use cases. Um, I'd love to, you know, add more features and functions on the transport and the fostering side. Like there's always just so much more that I want to do. Um, so never at a shortage of, of work to be done for sure. That's cool. And for anyone listening who doesn't know, maybe like what an animal sanctuary entails, what exactly constitutes as an animal sanctuary, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky, it's a tricky term, right? So there's about three to 400 of them across the U S. Um, and these are, they're a permanent location for animals that are rescued. There are farm sanctuaries. There's, you know, dog sanctuaries, cat sanctuaries, bird sanctuaries, there's all sorts, um, wildlife sanctuaries. They are the permanent home for the animal as opposed to with rescue. Usually you're the intermediary, right? The fosters are temporarily taking care of the animal and then getting them adapted out. A sanctuary is the forever home. And there's, these are the places when you hear about these horrible, you know, hoarding cases or abuse cases, oftentimes sanctuaries get involved as do shelters to find permanent places for these animals. And a lot of these animals, whether they're farm animals or companion animals, have led just a horrible, horrible life. And they have medical problems and other, you know, issues and ailments that uh, require a special level of care, right? For somebody to care for them and let them live out their life and, and peace, if you will. So for these types of organizations, it's, you know, they, they need a place to network together and um, everything from sheeps, from sheep to goats, to ducks, to, you know, horses, you name it, they, they've got all sorts of different types of animals that they're caring for. Um, and so if I can help power them with technology to, to work better together, that's kind of my goal. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So it comes out to be about like six, uh, six estate or, or maybe a little bit more than that. Um, so that's really interesting. And, um, I mean, I guess what are some, like, where can we all, you know, find you if an organization's listening, I want to know where can we reach out and just, and kind of, you know, get a hold of you at. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy. My email is just Chris, C-H-R-I-S, uh, at Dubert, uh, Dubert.com. Right. And, you know, reach out. I love hearing from people. I love, you know, hearing ideas or pain points, things that we can do. Um, you can sign up for free on the site. Everything's all automated. You don't need me, as I like to say. So you can be a volunteer. You can sign up as an organization. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from people what we could do or what we could build that would really help. Yeah, and that'll all be down below. And I want to ask before we close off is you mentioned you were a pilot. Do you think you'll ever do that again, like transport animals yourself? Or have you kind of, uh, you know, thrown in the towel on that? Oh, no, I've not given up on that. My 
my goal is to eventually be able to quit my day job so I can focus on Dubert and get back to flying because it's definitely something I enjoy. That's amazing. That's amazing. And everything will be down in the description below. Uh, Chris, I know that we tried to do this uh, podcast a couple of times. We didn't end up, you know, pulling it off, but we did now. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And it's really, really interesting. It's not every day I, you know, I get to talk with someone doing what you're doing. So thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate it. I enjoyed talking to you.